What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? One and all, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network, also known basically as the auditory lube to your podcast experience. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me is the KY to my jelly, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, hey, how's it going? What does KY stand for? Does anybody know? Kentucky? Kiss yourself. <laughs> jelly. Yes, kiss yourself, Jelly. I don't think we want to know what KY stands for, but I will. I will stand for your KY. There you go. There you go. And uh, you know, so we have that. We're coming off a major high after having Food Network star Justin Warner on the show last week. Yeah. So we had to follow up with an even bigger guest. So if you're the KY to my Jelly, I guess Seth is the prophylactic to our auditory experience. If he doesn't know what KY means, I, I definitely don't know what prophylactic <laughs> means. I'm just from r- rural Ohio. Uh, we don't learn. Don't, don't you work in education, though? We don't learn big words like that. <laughs> I'm not allowed to teach that in schools. Hey, when you, no, you can't commu- give them away in schools. Hey, as a I- as a communicator, um, <laughs> you, you, you are definitely know. You have to write at a fifth grade level. So, okay. Um, fifth graders don't know what prophylactics are. I mean, that I agree with. I have a fifth grader. I could ask her, but then I don't want to have to explain what it is. Or you don't want her to actually answer it. And you're like, wait, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> that might be worse. Who told you? Oh, why I oughta. Um, so anyway, welcome, Seth. Thank <laughs> Back you. Back to the show. Thank it's you. good to have you here. Um, guys, let's jump in. Let's talk about the games we've been playing. I know Seth hasn't had a chance to talk about games in a while. I think probably the last time was probably on this show. Probably. Right, wow. so wow. makes sense. I was on. I was on uh, the Xbox Empire. Was I not on that one? You were not. I was. Okay. You were. That was like the second episode. You had already flaked out by then. Oh, good. Yes, yes. As I try to do. Yeah. That's why Sean Capri keeps <laughs> coming back on. Good man. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Um, so Seth, why don't you have the honors? Because Lucas and I actually have some redundancy on our list we weren't aware of until we typed them in today. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, why don't you go first? So I'm playing uh, some brand new games. Uh, Apex Legends. Um, I have been still, I still play that uh, all the time, weekly. Um, I am, th- it's the end of the current season, so I, I'm losing some steam there. But yeah, um, but I uh, think I'm about level 70 on the battle pass, and that's about where I get every every season. Um, but it's, it's fine. Uh, I'm playing on Xbox. I'm playing Forza Horizon 4 through Game Pass and uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between those two games mainly. Um, So uh, I don't know. Have you guys, have either of you played those, both of them? Yeah, I actually jumped back in for a little bit to Forza Horizon Mm -hmm. 4. Um, Just, you know, giving it another spin after a little time. Hey, Lucas, I covered this with Kevin before. It's... Mm -hmm. Forza. Forza. Yeah. Yes. Forza Horizon. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Forza. Forza. No that was back when PSXP was a real podcast. Oh. Wow, shots fired. 
Anyway, I'm playing Forza Horizon 4, um, and it, it's fun. I um, it's uh, before I had Xbox, I, I've tried the open world racing games, the Crew 2, and you know, Burnout Paradise is you know sort of the classic you know first group. I, I tried the re the remaster of that. Um, there's another open world racing game that I've I, I forget what it is, but the the even just having played this for maybe 20 hours or so, it's easily the best open world arcade racing game. Right? There's no series. I don't know. Right. You know it may be number three was better. I know a lot of people like Forza Horizon 3 better. Mm-hmm. This, to me, the the highest quality, best open world racing experience that I've had. Now, you don't get the um, the DLC with that on Game Pass, no. right? No, um, but, but as I drive by the Lego Speedway it's or whatever so that's good. called... My my kids keep saying, "What's that?" I was like, "Well, that unlocks later." I, I'm like, I, "I should at least just play the regular <laughs> game, sure, um, and maybe see. Maybe that'll maybe the DLC will go on sale at some point." That's what yeah. I'm hoping um, for. It is it is real. I will say, like that's that's the best part of Fort, Forza Horizon Four is the Lego expansion, hands down. Like it's just yeah. it's so much fun to do. Um, the, plus, you can, the you other, can play the radio station; it just plays everything is awesome on loop and never stops. Oh, it is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Do it every you time. Know, so my the my top radio station is actually the classical music station. Um, nice. I, uh, I I enjoy that that station. But um, but I, I'm in I'm enjoying the game. I still. I mean, I prefer. I don't not like hardcore sim racing, like i racing. I've never played that, but yeah, I yeah. prefer Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo Sport, like track racing simulation versus yes sim sim ish light sim totally um partly because i i just i can't ever tell where i'm going now forza horizon does a great job with the arrows and i mean i'm i never feel lost in there um and that's one really good thing that it does but but i enjoy it it's fun um looks great runs great um and it's a great palate cleanser for if i'm playing star wars for a while and then i'm like okay i need a break from from yeah, that. that was the first thing I thought when you listed them. I was like, oh, that's a good thing to hop back and forth from because yep. they're completely different yep. skill yep. sets. And Totally. Yeah. And uh, and Star Wars, I didn't play it. Um, it's it's a game that I originally, I, I have EA Access on PS4 that I actually just let expire because I never used it. Right. Um, and I was like, well, eventually Star Wars will come to EA Access, and it hasn't yet, but it's been on sale for 30 bucks a million times. So Yeah, yeah. I grabbed it on sale, and um, when everybody else was talking about jumping into uh, the, the um, samurai game, yeah. <laughs> Ghost, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to play. I have this game sitting on me. Sitting, <laughs> sitting on you. <laughs> Weighing heavy on your chest. <laughs> I am your daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have this game. Plus, in my... Uh, the, my one contribution currently to PSVG is the uh, uh, Books for Geeks. Um, yeah. Patreon exclusive podcast. And through that, I've been reading the Star Wars Darth Bane right. trilogy. So I've had Star Wars on my mind um, and finally jumped into this. I had, uh, you know, I, I've been able to play, you know, 40 minutes at a time here and there. And then the other night, I think Monday night, I was able to play for about four hours straight, just nice. pretty much, nice. which I haven't done that in a very long time. Oh, that's the dream, man. <laughs> um, so I got, I got pretty far into mm. it. So I'm, I'm now, I think like I looked at kind of a walkthrough, like outline to see how far I was. I'm in, I think chapter five of six is kind of how the walkthrough was, mm. was built. So 
Um, it's good. I I enjoyed a lot. Um, the combat. I started out on Jedi Master. And it was a little bit too hard for me. Like yeah. I'm just not in the mood to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, this guy is a pretty powerful Jedi. You know, I know he's learning his skills again, but he's a pretty powerful dude. He shouldn't get cut down by a little rat-faced giant three-foot-tall rat. Right. I, I don't know, yeah. you know. So I was like, I so I went down to Jedi Knight, and um, the pairing system, it feels great to block, uh, you know, block an opponent and then do whatever you do, slice off their arm and, you know, finish them. Um, finish them. So that's great. The boss fights are good. I, yeah, I, I really, I'm enjoying it. Um, How are you liking the slides? Last slide. <laughs> they they suck. Um, they're annoying. There's also some. Uh, it it is very much uncharted Star Wars. Oh yeah, Star Wars uncharted. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it, um, the. I finally have gotten to the point where you start climbing faster. You get those gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. But there are some goofy things where like, okay, I, I need to jump from this wall to this wall, but. I didn't jump quite the right way, so I fall to my death. Yep. Yeah. Um, but at least, I mean, it loads back on those things. It loads back pretty. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there have been some annoying, like camera issues during battles, and sometimes I get locked on to somebody, and then the camera still is funky. And there's also been some performance issues, um, some stuttering, and although mostly in like cutscenes. It's good to see that they have actually spent time and really fixed the issues we had with this game at launch. It sounds like so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the exact experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but overall, it's fun. It's. I mean, I've. It's the best Star Wars game on current gen, um, and I like the Battlefront yeah. games. I do. Um, but uh, it's it's a good, it's a solid game. I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I paid thirty dollars for it, and. How many of those uh, forty-minute play sessions did you spend the entire forty minutes just customizing your lightsaber and be like, <laughs> uh, "Do I want to do two different hilts, and, or do I want to, you know, keep I, the same?" I do spend a little bit of uh, every time I get a new a new one of those things, I um, I play around with it. But you I generally it. I my lightsaber generally has to match though. Like I can't yeah. do. Yeah a different hilt versus the, I found the different parts. So, yeah, I found some of them look somewhat similar enough that they kind of flow into, but there's definitely a few that you're that, well, actually more often than not, they look completely different and you're like, God, no. Yeah, exactly. Or like the, the ones that look really old and weathered and broken down. I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to, you can't pair that. I want my own lightsaber. Why do I want one that's old and busted? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You just turn it on and it just droops. It's like, yeah, somebody gets hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's good. I I like, I like some of the, I'm not super steeped into star Wars stuff. I I can't look at an alien and I'm like, okay, that guy was in, this right. movie, but I but I like seeing, you know, the there's a couple characters from um, Rogue One, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, are in there. Um, the pilot guy is the same. I don't know if it's the same guy, but the same species as I think as the pilot in Solo. Maybe I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, he re, right. he reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. And I like that <laughs> character. I don't know what his name is, but I like that character. Yeah. Um, he's, and you got Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, like, Forrest Whitaker. Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, I like seeing those kind of things and, and 
and the different world. Obviously, I'm, I'm familiar with Kashyyyk, but I'm not as familiar with some of the other worlds. Right. Um, but it's a good variety. I'm not huge on Metroidvania type of things and, and backtracking. And mm-hmm. But this, it's, it's kind of light metroidvania I'd say i mean I, there's not a lot of for me i mean there you go to a world and then you do your mission then you go to another world you get a power and then your mission brings you back to the previous world and you have to run through some of that that i guess there is that gets a little i don't know the one it part, doesn't uh, seem too heavy for me yeah right. the only one that i remember being really bad was the desert temple area yes or like wasteland almost um you can run there and get something really quick and then the rest of your progress is barred until you come back and um i remember just wondering like am i supposed to be here or do i come back to this later because it allows you to get pretty far yeah i yeah that that was um because you get to a point and then you don't have the double jump yet yeah that's what and that that, yeah that was because that's like the side world that your initial mission, I don't think brings you there, but I was like, okay, this opened up. I should go check it out. Maybe it's yeah, got something it. cool. Yep. And then you get to that point. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. I didn't mind Nitpicky. it too yeah. much. Um, I do like, I really like the, um, from software games, mm-hmm. Bloodborne and Sekiro, but I'm awful at them. <laughs> um, I got halfway through Bloodborne, which I think is a kind of an accomplishment. But, yeah. Um, but I got burned out and Sekiro. I didn't even make it out of the first major area. Um, this game reminds me a lot of those, except it's just more accessible. Yeah. yeah not as hard. <laughs> it's, sure. uh, it's the Forza horizon to, uh, from software is Forza motorsports. <laughs> it's less simulation, more yeah. arcadey, more accessible. Yeah. Like you said, there we go. So, totally. so I like it. it. It's fun to, you know, you open up a door and oh, it's a shortcut that's back to where you landed. Yeah. And so now it yeah. you know makes makes returning to that world a lot easier in the future. So it does a good job of that. I do wonder why there's these random meditation circles. Um, you know, like in the lore of the of the uh, world. It's like, okay, why yeah. is there a meditation circle right here? It's well, true. it's because I'm gonna go fight a giant bat thing. Mm-hmm. But like okay. who put the save point right here, right before oh, yeah. the boss? How convenient. <laughs> So, but that's that's good. I I enjoy it. It's fun. Nice. Um. All right. So for me, me and Lucas have something the same. So I'll go Lucas with my one that's not on our list. We can talk about the other two together, and then you can go on with what you have uh, individually. Okay. Um. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is called Made of Scare. Is actually how you pronounce it. S K E R. Um. And I'm doing this as not a review, but an impression piece for GamesReviews.com. Um. And this is a first-person survival horror game. So up my wheelhouse. Um, set in a remote hotel uh, with a gory and macabre history from British folklore. Armed with only defensive sound device, you use stealth tactics to avoid death amongst a cult, a cult of sound-based AI enemies. So um, basically, sound is the main component of this game that the, the characters that you're up against can't see, but they can hear. So you don't want to make noises and stuff like that. But the hotel itself, I will say, it's very much ambient noises. Lots of wood creaking and stairs, and you hear like birds. So it's like you think something's coming and it's really just creaking from another room, just the house settling or whatever. Um, it's set in 1898. Um, and it's actually inspired by a, an actual Welch tale of Elizabeth Williams, um, about a family driven, uh, a family empire driven by torture, slavery, piracy, and a supernatural mystery that suffocates the grounds of this hotel. Um, so it's really based on something that's air quotes true. It's part of folklore, I guess. Um, 
it's pretty cool so far. I played probably about an hour of it this morning. Um, graphically, the grounds and landscape and environments are in are actually really pretty. They're really um, kind of rustic, rundown, you know, British, Irish territory you'd expect to see um, nowadays. Um, but the couple character models of the the enemies or the the people, I will say, um, they're a little rough. They're a little bit dated, but this is an indie game. It's not a triple A, you know, Resident Evil style game by any means, but it looks uh, pretty darn good enough. And the the audio engineering, it's really, really well done as far as the ambient noise and stuff like that. So, uh, so far, I really appreciate it. Like it. Um, if you're into survival horror games, it's, it's, it's different enough, I think that it does still stand out in what sometimes is kind of that overcrowded population of walking horror sims. It's a little bit more involved in that with a little bit of a twist. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm watching a movie of it, like the, the what they have on Steam. And yeah. there's a part, out of context, it made me laugh. There was a couple of parts where this person is sneaking around, and it's from first person. Mm-hmm. And you see the hands, like you see their hands in in the camera view. And then they're trying to be quiet, so they put their hands over their mouth. Yes. But it's when you're looking at it out of context, it looks really slow and ridiculous. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just, like, really slow and purposeful. It doesn't look quick and scared, like, <gasps> it just, yeah. like, press E to put your hands over your mouth. Yeah, you have to do that um, to quiet your breathing. But I found it's actually more useful if you go into a place because this is, like, once again, it's an old rundown hotel, like, dusty environments. If your character would start coughing. You do it to prevent them from coughing by covering your mouth like that. But oh. you're right. The, the, the transition is a little bit weird. But that's why even like the logo has the hand across the face is you're just stopping your breathings. If you're running and you have to stop, your character is breathing heavy from running. So if, even if you stop moving, your character is like, <sighs> so you have to cover it and, and go that way from there. So a um, little bit different, a little bit fun. Um, so, yeah, I haven't played enough to really give my final review. But so far, pretty positive impressions on it. Um, it is available, as you said, in Steam, uh, Xbox One, PS4. It is coming to Nintendo Switch. It just doesn't seem to have a date that I could find as of yet, but it's coming if it's not already there as well. Um, next game is the ever infamous Devolver Digital Carrion, which mm-hmm. if you're not familiar, that's kind of the reverse horror Metroidvania where you actually play as the monster for once instead of the hero. Um, and it's a goop. Yeah, it's like this typical is, blob. Is the- is the theme song carry Yeah, my wayward son. Yeah, wayward yeah. Son. I wish it yeah. was. That'd carry be awesome. On my yeah, if they did that, like um, like Saints Row the Third did with like the ending game, it was like I need a hero. As you're playing the whole final mission, if they did that yeah. for the ending of this game, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> really changed the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're basically playing as the monster, escaping uh, capture, and kind of just eating your way through people and and evolving your character. Very reminiscent of Alien, just in the way that you kind of move around and yeah. going up into. Obviously, it's a two D playing field here, so not in the sense that it looks like it, but in the idea of how the monster behaves and sort of reacts, I guess. And yeah, where you're where you're uh, escaping to and moving about in. I don't know. I just got that that feeling from it. Yeah, I mean, I think I played like three or four hours of it so far. Um, it's cool. Uh, I, I really like the way the, the creature moves. It's actually very smooth. And I was afraid it wasn't going to be. Yeah. We saw the trailers, but it moves very smooth, very quick. It's almost reminiscent of like what a venom game or a carnage game would be. Like yeah. I expect them to move like that with their, with their abilities. Um, and you do get some upgrades and some different things your creature can do to navigate through the puzzles, but it's, 
you know, very much a, a Metroidvania. Like there's going to be, there's lots of backtracking. There's lots of finding different ways of getting through to different areas. Um, but overall, it's pretty fun. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it all the way through. It's not as fun and gripping as the next game we're going to talk about for me. Um, but it's definitely well done. And I think a lot of people would enjoy it if you're into that Metroidvania type uh, of experience. What about you, Lucas? Can carry and crawl? I mean, and that's kind of all it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess technically it's the anti-Samus. Um, yeah, I really like the, the atmosphere, the look of it. Uh, it has that dark, gritty look and uh, really plays into the feeling of being this blob monster. The way that the uh, humans react to it yeah. is pretty interesting. They run away screaming and you really feel like you are this horrible thing that they've seen and they want to get away as, as much as they can. Um, after a while though, it kind of got repetitive to me just because it, it, I guess it wasn't so much the repetitive nature. It was the feeling like no matter where I went, I felt like I was doing uh, the same thing no matter where I went. So I guess that is, repetitive. Okay. but like, yeah. I didn't know where I was going was the problem though. I mm. just kind of like carrying along, not really, carry on my way where carrying, carrying along. <laughs> I was carrying Underwood and um, I, I, I don't know it was it, to what purpose. Like I thought at some point I was going to escape. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It just felt like I had no direction and I was, or maybe one direction and was just doing whatever, whatever I came across. There really didn't seem to be any escalation of what was happening. It was just like, I mm. went through this hole and I ended up somewhere else and I got a little bit bigger and then I got a new power, but it never felt like I was going in a direction that made any sense to me. And then, yeah. oh, I remember what happened was I ended on, you play as humans for a second, at mm -hmm. least in this one part. And I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I got stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the flashbacks when you go into the computer or whatever. Yeah, like the yeah. one. I'm like, where do I go? I walked all around. I clicked on the stuff. I read the text. And then I didn't know where to go. So then I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm done. So like you said, I don't know how much staying power it has. Part of me wants to go back and try again to see mm. if it kind of does pick up. But the other part of me is like, have I seen everything that this game has to really give at this point already? You know, yeah, what yeah. am I playing this still for? Yeah, I think it just, I think you'll escalate. You'll get different powers because obviously I know there's powers that I haven't seen yet. I'm further than you. Uh, I made it through the second flashback and a little bit uh, beyond that itself too. So like, I mean, yeah, there's more powers you get, but it's essentially the same loop, like crawl through the air vents and grates, eat the people, you know, solve the puzzle, open this door, move on to the next section. But it's like, you know, even though I progress through to the next section, for some reason, when I get through that next one, I'm back where I started again. And it's kind of just like, well, why am I going in a circle? Like, if you're just breaking out, just break out and leave. Like, why do you keep backtracking back into the, the bunker wherever you are? So, yeah, the only yeah, I, um, I think there's like I think I almost feel like it has family there or something or it has other specimens of its type. There that, there are other there are containment units you open up and those give you the other upgrades. Yeah. So I don't know if they're considering that to be part of you, I guess, and you trying to reunite your whole self. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they yeah. do explain it. And, and it is a very creative and different idea for sure. It's yeah. just, I, I don't have it in me for these types of games. I don't, I don't feel anymore. So it's like, it's very fun. I'm glad I tried it out, but I don't think I'd stick with it for, you know, eight to 10 hours to beat it. Agreed. Cool. 
Uh, the other one I decided to boot up was The Tourist. So this was the game that initially launched on Nintendo Switch back in November of last year, oh. uh, but now has just launched on Xbox One and Windows on July 30th, infamously coming to Game Pass, which is how I'm playing it, uh, which, I, which I was very glad to hit Game Pass because this is when I was genuinely interested on Nintendo Switch. But I always felt like I don't feel like I'd play it on the Switch. So when it came to Xbox, I'm like, oh, perfect. And like, oh, it's on Game Pass. Like, even better, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar, everybody, it's an action adventure puzzle game. Um, it's done in like these kind of 8-bit voxel art technique things. But it's it's three dimension. It's three dimensional, but still somehow 8-bit, I guess is the best way to say it. Like, it's very cool looking. I yeah, it, it reminds me of that uh, thing that was shared about the Nintendo games that were turned uh, 3D. Do you remember yes. seeing that? Uh, yes, yes. That feeling, but maybe even uh, definitely has its own aesthetic because mm-hmm. it has that feeling of uh, like a tilt shift camera where everything feels almost like a toy or, or yeah. whatever. It has this really uh, shallow depth of field where uh, things in the background are very blurred and stuff. So it looks mm-hmm. really beautiful in the things that you are uh, like are right in your immediate area are very easy to focus on because there's so little distraction it's a very clean look very yeah. minimal and uh it's kind of nice after a while when you're you play oh, yeah. a game that has like an entire hud all the way around like uh um xenoblade chronicles where oh god like 50 percent <laughs> hud on your screen yep. so yeah it is a very beautiful game yeah it is it, re- it reminds me a little bit of octopath traveler because it's kind of got that similar aesthetic it's done yeah. obviously a little bit different but it's reminiscent of that but yeah it's it's just a laid-back puzzle game that you know it's it's written pretty funny there's lots of different hijinks and stuff you can do that are side quests that are not the main objective um i don't really know where the story is going per se i, just know I have to go to these four uh attractions and get these cores and oh. then a guy will tell me what's going on so i'm guessing like is the four towers really just the introduction to the game and then it gets more? I don't know. Yeah. That's um, what I'm wondering too, but based yeah. on the completion rate, I'm already at like twi- 25. That's true. That's true. You're right. I, I forgot about that. That, that That's on there. So it maybe um, it's not that long, but it's, it, which is fine. I'm, I'm fine with a short game, yeah. uh, but this is a lot of fun. And it seems like even if you beat it, there's probably cleanup you can do with these side quests. Cause I have quite a few that I can't do anything with at all right now. So I'm guessing yeah. something happens way later or post game that allows me to go back and do it. But do you, I, I don't know. Um, if this is the case, but do you get the sense that maybe the person who wrote this game, or at least the dialogue for the game, English isn't their first language? Yeah, I think so. Because there were a couple of times where things were wor- worded a little bit odd. I'm guessing it, it has like a Swedish or, or Norwegian or something feel to it a little bit. So I'm wondering. It's if, a Munich based developer. So Germany? It's wow, a German video game developer that's based that's in Munich. Uh, so Spain? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that makes me feel better. Because I was just like, it kind of stuck out to me because I was reading it out loud to my son, who was once again trying to find something to that is appropriate for him to watch me play. And so I'm reading the story to him. And some of the sentences, when you read it out loud, you're just kind of like, I'm just going to go ahead and reword that because you get the meaning, but it's just said in a weird way. Yeah. Makes you feel that's the case. So it's not, it's not like it's incorrect English, but it's, it feels off, but looking at what else that this developer has worked on, it's all like racing games. Uh, So there's not really going to be any dialogue or story. Like I think this is the one that really is a story other than license game. They did like strawberry shortcake, Garfield's nightmare, um, Miss Spider, Sunny Patch, Friends, like they've done games like that in in the early two thousands. Like they haven't done that recently, but oh wow, I feel like this is the first really narrative 
involved game that they've done so that that's probably why too they probably didn't necessarily like hire a writer to do it It it's probably in-house and stuff like that but it's a very cool game like if you have game pass i say definitely at least try this out to check it out because it looks different than anything else that's out there right now it's a lot of fun i think i'm pretty sure i'm going to go and just keep playing this one and beat this one uh because i'm having a lot of fun doing it's just fun it's lighthearted. it's not super hard uh there's not really any frustrating things i've run into uh for the most part um clever there's some yes. parts that are really clever and you're just yep. oh i you know what's weird i get the vibes of Ma- super mario 2 i don't know why i think it's the way like when you pick things up you hold them over your head yeah all 8-bit look and everything in in the the islandy theme yep the islands and deserts yep. yeah so i don't know it just makes I get me that. Happy. it's one of those games i look at it, it makes me happy yeah i'm with you Oh, that actually that, that reminds me. There's another story you have that I that I have to talk about. You just substituted, um, but talk about the other game you've played first, and we'll talk about your last little tidbit. Okay, um, so this uh, once again, apparently my gaming life is ran by my son these days because <laughs> I, feel like I say that a lot. Um, but him and I, we do hang out a lot, and uh, so and he's really big into trains. He's at the age where giant machinery is just super interesting to him. And so every once in a while, I will attempt to find a game that sort of fits that category of construction equipment or fire engines or, or in this case trains. And so this happened to come across on humble bundle. So there you got the two, the, the two for one special of humble bundle and my son all in one game. Uh, Railway empire is a rail uh, or train tycoon game. And I've actually played a couple of these where you're not so much focusing on, the trains themselves so much as uh, laying down track, strategically placing uh, train stations, not only in towns, but also in rural businesses like farms and uh, cattle, uh, cattle uh, farms, I guess. (laughs) And uh, sugar ranch, a ranch, yeah, ranch, cattle ranch. Ranch is a dressing. I eat on my pizza. Thank you very much. You guys must not have, cattle up in michigan um not in grand rapids actually we probably do have cattle <laughs> in Grand Rapids. i just don't know uh, i know we have chicken farms because those stink um so yeah do you, have, but, do you have goats um i'm sorry railway empire i have a goat simulator uh, so <laughs> so yeah your focus is basically laying down these uh these train stations connecting them with track and for the most part they they act realistically in the sense that two trains can't share the same track and go in two opposite directions. They'll have to wait for one another to clear the track. So it sounds like the making of a country song. <laughs> Dude, it does. You're two right. Trains can share the same track. Directions. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You're, it's perfect. This is what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. There's something kind of puzzle gamey sort of pleasing about connecting up all these train stations and almost board game like meanwhile you have this whole um simulation of money and business going on in the background because there's money to be made in uh getting the mail from one town to another uh making sure that that town is supplied with the things that they they are demanding so like sugar or cotton or beer and uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something weirdly pleasing about 
making all of this run together and sort of expanding that empire. There is a uh, campaign mode that sort of gives you the history of how the railway expanded to the West and that type of thing. And also Chinese immigrants. (laughs) It gets real dark. Right. Um, And how it sort of helped businesses in small towns flourish once they got railway connections. It's not like super historical or anything, but I'd say it's like the interactive museum piece. You know, you press a button and listen to some guy, some actor talk about the history of the railway. So I don't know. There's, there's, I mean, it's not like I'm super interested in trains, but as far as a game goes, it's not that bad if you're into a a tycoon simulator. So for anybody who got it through humble bundle and we were like, what is this game? Can you play as Thomas? Uh, no, but I'm sure because it's on the computer, you could probably mod. Right, right. Every single train is from Thomas the Tank Engine. Have you have you ever played, um, you know, with your son played the Snow Runner or Mud Runner games? I have played Mud Mud Runner. Okay. Yeah, he he did enjoy that as well, and exactly the same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Here's I got a- to do um, Snow Runner. I did a review on the the game's reviews. How um, is that? It's good. I never played Mud Runner. Of course, this is the sequel to Mud Runner. Yeah. Um, it's good. I there's. It's a little strange to go from playing like, you know, if you think of playing an open world GTA kind of game where you drive around and there's people everywhere and, and whatever. Where this game, you like, you you're a giant truck and you're delivering logs to different places but there are no other cars on the road yeah and but the actual the game looks really pretty and it's and it's i'm sure mud runner is the same where you've got a when you're going up a hill you have to make sure you're shifted to the right gear and have enough momentum and <laughs> the whole point you're, not get stuck that yeah, yeah yeah it's like so um but it's a really pretty game and if your son likes giant machinery yeah. Okay. I keep seeing it come up on um, Steam. I think so. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it'll drop down to an appropriate yeah. price or be on Humble Bundle because I think Mud Runner was on Game Pass for PC at least. I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so that's how I played that. Well, one. so maybe Snow Runner will be eventually. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I've always liked Tycoon games, so mm-hmm. really, it's no surprise that that part, that aspect of this, um, appealed to me, and then. You know, my son liking trains. We I tried a train simulator where you actually have to run a train. That got really boring really fast. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, go inside and turn to your left, and you will see the control panel for the doors, and you have to, like, make sure all the doors open and close. He's like, when do you get to drive the train? That's all he wanted to see. And I'm like, I don't know. This is a <laughs> tutorial, and we haven't even, like, gotten to the engineer seat yet. So I think this works out a little bit better for him. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, that's it for that. And you want me to move on to the less game, but more game related. Yeah. 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 So it's finally been my turn. Uh, for me, it, it happened really fast. It wasn't a slow kind of uh, happening where I sort of started noticing it. It was one day it, it wasn't happening. And then the next day, my joy cons are drifting all over the place, both of them. <laughs> And uh, like playing, oh, part of me wonders if it's from playing um, Ring Fit because no. that you have to. Well, I mean, I know that <laughs> it's just because Nintendo controllers suck. Yes, that is true. Yes. And I hate these things anyway, so it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. If I had the choice, I wouldn't bother to even fix them. However, I don't have anything, any way to like clip my 
um, switch to my pro controller. I know there's like cheap little clips that you can buy. Um, but the problem is, and I would go that route where I would just clip it to the controller and play it that way. However, with ring fit, having to actually use the joy cons when they're drifting all over the place, the menus are just constantly moving all over the place. So I have really no choice either quit ring fit and never play it again, or just fix them. And I mean, the stars must've aligned because I just happened to look today. I was like, you know what? I'm getting tired of this. Let's fix this. I go on Amazon and there's a lightning deal for Amazon's choice uh, thumbsticks uh, replacement with the screwdrivers and everything. So I was like, it's like under $10. Yep. That's what I do. Just go for it and see what happens. Yeah. So I, I just did it too. Cause my wife found a deal and I actually think I actually got them for six bucks. So she's like, Whoa. do you want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, they came in. And I did it late night too, which was probably not a good idea, but it was, it was late when I did it. Um, and I re- replaced them both. It's not, it's not super hard. If, if you've done stuff like inside a computer, it's not that overwhelming. There are some ribbon cables that kind of suck to deal with. Uh, cause they're just, cause they're so small, but like the kit I had came with both screwdriver sizes. I needed a pair of, uh, uh, tweezers, mm-hmm. um, that had like the curved end. So it was easier to pull it out without damaging the ribbon cable. Yeah, sounds like um, the same kit then. Yeah. Like the little guitar pick thing that helps you open up the stuff yep. without breaking it. So it was all that it repaired. It wasn't sure if it was going to work and sure enough, perfect Two completely perfectly functioning joy cons afterwards. So, um, I'm happy. I'm able to play animal crossing on a lay in bed now. Cause I honestly, I haven't been playing it at all because I just don't sit in front of a TV anymore. My Xbox actually hooked up to my computer monitor. So I just like changed my input and I played that there. Um, I, I don't sit in front of the TV and game anymore. So the switch, I just wasn't getting played unless I had that option. Um, so now I'm able to sit there and play animal crossing a little bit. So, uh, it works. It, it's definitely worth it. I think it's a better fix than the contact spray everyone's talking about. Um, number one, cause you still have to disassemble it to do the contact spray properly anyway. Um, and the contact spray has proven not to be a permanent fix or a long-term fix. You still have to do it every once in a while. And mm-hmm. I'd rather have to just take these joy cons apart once and hopefully not have to do it again at all. But if I do like months down the line, you know? Yeah. I really wanted to, I was like, well, if I'm already tearing it apart, new shells on the outside, make it look real classy. Might, might as well change the hardware while you're inside there. Lucas. Yeah, you ch- if you're going to open it up, you got to change that hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, skinny mat. That's, that's a pro tip from skinny mm-hmm. mat, everybody. Um, but then I was like, ah, 20 bucks for shells. Yeah. Really? Who cares? Nobody, I don't play my switch hardly, uh, out, out of the dock anyway, let alone anywhere where anyone would be like, Whoa, you got the clear atomic purple. Uh, yeah. Your wife, your wife would not be impressed yeah. with you at all. No, she wasn't impressed when I told her I was having to fix it. She was like, huh? <laughs> Here you are thinking you need some of those prophylactics after doing it. Like, Hey babe, check out what I just did. <laughs> I don't know what that means. God, you guys need a dictionary. Um, all right, that's enough from us. <laughs> Let's hear from you all. It's time I'm not, to I'm not googling what that means either. So I just dictionary. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, enough from us, everybody. It's time to hear from you. So let's check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Grouchy. Who who is more poor, Kevin or Lucas? Because neither one of them buy games. And before we dive into this, I just want to point out that 
I'm glad Grouchy used the right terminology as to who's more poor because it's not an instance where one of us is rich and one of us is poor. One yeah. of us is poor and the other one's just more poor. I think that's really honestly how it fits. So it's it's, it's a poor off. It really is. Um, and I will say, and I and I did say to Grouchy that there's a trick to this, and somebody commented there's a trick to being poor. And, and yes, it's an art being poor and being able to still be a gamer. Um, yeah, true. You know, for me, it's you have Donnie as a game share partner because he buys a ton of stuff. So I get it for free and I do buy some games and he gets those for free. So it works out. But that means I have to buy, you know, less games because he's buying some of them for me. So it works out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then things like Game Pass is just crazy. And I redeem everything from Epic Store, from Amazon Prime games. Like I get all those games for free. So I will always have games, even if it may not be the latest or greatest. I always have something to play. Uh, for sure. And then I stick to sales and humble bundles. Like, and that just works for me. Yeah. Uh, I know Lucas is a humble bundle guy. Like it's, you pile your games up on there and you know, you use the library, you have a good library system. Where they're like, I have that option here, but they don't get a lot of the newer stuff. Um, so you have that option there, which is great. So you're just, I don't, poor is irrelevant. I feel like we're just smarter, Lucas. Yeah. I mean, we're really, to me, it's the same as uh, Donnie's wheeling and dealing. It's just in a different mm-hmm. manner. You know, you're, you're finding those deals and those steals, dude. Yeah, so we don't have to you, spend. You guys, money you guys are wheeling and dealing with like fives and tens. Donnie's wheeling and dealing with thousands and is it the ten thousands and yeah, and rebuying the same thing over and over. Rebuying again, the same yeah. thing, sending people um, to Chicago to get a book signed, <laughs> like buying three thousand dollar guitars. So yeah, it's just it's a different level. It is a different level. Um, so yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think there's really a right answer. Just Lucas and I are very frugal, so we have our little tips and tricks and how to get around and play things we want to, or we just wait and and just like Lucas messaged me. What was it yesterday or today? You got Evil Within two? Uh yeah, yep, yep. I and got it, it was seven dollars, right? Which is like I think I paid ten for it on disc. So it's like we both waited and we're both going to play it. And it's still a good game, regardless of whether or not you played it two years ago. You play it now, so you're good. Yeah. That's a that's a rare moment where I was less stingy than normal because it's actually already on PS now. Uh, but I was like, you know what? If it's seven dollars and I like the game, I'm just gonna buy it so that I have that added fidelity. So my mm. my you know elitis, elitism came through and shown in a in a rare moment of uh, less stinginess. So. Um, Lucas Lucas added a part to this question too, and I want your your input too, Seth. What's the next major game purchase for any for all of you? I guess. Yeah. So Seth, why don't you go first? Um, What's your next the, big purchase? The, you plan the on? next big purchase is um, Avengers. Okay. So that's uh, the the next one, and then actually the um, the day we're recording this is the day that PlayStation State of Play event. I didn't realize Spelunky Two was so close. Right. And that's not a that's not a big game purchase, but I am legitimately excited that I'm glad that it's coming out. I've been waiting for it for. I think Spelunky One was a PS3 game. I think so. I'm pretty um, sure it was. So it's been it, maybe it's been seven I years. I don't know, but um, but I really really liked the first game, and I'm looking forward to that. But Avengers is the next kind of major game, and really that's my last game. I, you know, I don't know what's going on with the consoles or whatever, but Spelunky one launched in 2009. Oh, so wow. 11 years ago. Okay. I don't, I don't think I played it that early. Probably not, but that's when it was released. So I played it on primarily on uh, Vita. Wasn't that redone too? Wasn't that the game that would kind of came out sort of one way and then they went back and redid it and it was like the second version, maybe on PC is all I'm thinking of. Maybe I don't know. I thought there were like two versions where one was free, and then they 
made it into a like fully fledged flesh. Oh, Spelunky Classic, the original freeware version was released in 2009, started all. The HD reboot came out in 2012. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's 2012. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, Lucas, what's your next big uh, purchase? You know, I had an answer and then Seth said Avengers and I went, oh no, when there are release dates, I need to know. So uh, originally I was going to say Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, well, right. Avengers is a month before. Yep, exactly. So both of those actually are um, sort of on my buy list. I might be doing Star Wars Squadrons also. We'll see. It kind of depends on console launches and... Uh, that's uh, that's what I got this for. And coronaviruses, and I'm playing with that. That was for Microsoft Flight Simulator. I am going to play that. It's coming. I know you are. Fast, and that makes me so happy. I'm going to fly over my house and then install the one drive right in. You going to crash into Jason's house? <laughs> I would be surprised if <gasps> you should hit his castle. That would be amazing. Right. I, I was sitting there thinking his house. Jason house, has a house. castle. Jason oh, lives yeah, in a castle. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you <laughs> crash into his castle and and stream that, Lucas, that would be amazing. <laughs> I will. I will. I will take off in uh, Cairo, though. So it might take me. Away. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. As long as you make it happen, that that would be epic. Um, so for me, I've already paid for the Avengers, so I'm not going to count that because I've already purchased that. So the next ones I do need to purchase um, are releasing. Uh, within two days of each other and that's Watch Dogs legions and pikmin 3 which we'll talk about later when does legions come out uh october 29th and pikmin 3 is october 30th wow yep it's yeah, a busy I, busy fall i like watchdogs but my frustration now for you wait i mean wait yeah. until a sale or anything like if you're gonna play it at all to be honest like i get it like i'm i'm one of the rare I don't say Rex. I think I think it'll still sell well, but I'm one of the few that are is genuinely excited for this game. Yeah. So I'm all like, yeah, I need to play right away. Don, like I'm buying an Xbox. Donnie probably will never play it. I think he said he might boot it up on Xbox Series X to see what it looks like in, you know, the high def and high res and everything like that. But never it, this one, this one's for me. So like, it's it's fine. Yeah. I like the idea. It looks cool. But yeah. the I I've not been. I I played the first Watch Dogs and didn't care for it. Never played Watch Dogs two. But the last Ubisoft, whatever that event, yeah, I forget what that's called. Forward, it. Ubisoft Forward, yes, yes. the last one where they focused had the focus on that. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah, that's- I I do wonder about you know I like story modes and things like that, but this is I I, I wonder how all of these separate characters are going. Right. That's the same concern. Uh, how it's actually going to work? And you know, that, that sounds sorry. cool. Yeah, because Watch Dogs but- Two had such a great cast yeah. and the chemistry was there like the characters were all so well done that now you're focusing on well anyone's the character i feel i'm i'm scared that that's going to be a big miss i think there with that yeah. gameplay wise it might be better than the last one was gameplay mechanic wise but story i'm i'm hard pressed to see how they can top the story of the last one in this one i think they're going to benefit too this just occurred to me that there's probably nothing uh, like that GTA clone, if you will, to really put it down to its most basic. I don't think there's anything like that coming out where you can hop out of your car, walk around, have a whole city to play in. I mean, GTA Six isn't for you. I mean, probably. Cyberpunk maybe, kinda. Yeah. yeah, but with the first person, right? It's it's feel feel. right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um. All right, thank you, Grouchy. We're going to move into some really silly questions that I'm actually looking really forward to right now. So Kyle the Pug, happy birthday, Kyle, as we're recording this today, by the way, wants to know who in PSVG would be most likely to appear on the TV show Holy Moly. Now, do either of you know Holy Moly? I had to look it up. 
I okay. do not know what it is. I did okay. not look it up because I didn't want my computer to be flagged. No, it, it's completely <laughs> fine. Holy moly. It, are you familiar with the show Wipeout from back in the day? Yep. Okay. So it's the mini golf version of Wipeout. They put these people on these most ridiculous mini golf courses with obstacles and stuff they have to do besides just playing golf okay. um, in order to get through and win the hole. And then each round, somebody's eliminated until the final two people play. I think it's like three holes that are linked together in this giant course, obstacle course type deal. Um, yeah, it's really silly. Um, the guy who does like the, the voices in like every cartoon, um, Kronk, he does Kronks from Emperor's New Groove. He does a bunch of stuff for Disney all the time. He has that very distinct voice. I forget his name. Uh, he's uh, one of the announcers Patrick for it. Warburton? Yes, I believe that's right. And then um, Steph Curry is in it as a celebrity guest because he's into golf and he can actually help you in one Sounds hole. Sounds like an awful show. It's It's <laughs> not good. It's funny and it's like it's a good summer show because you know like TV shows in the summer are kind of like all game shows or this type of thing. Yeah. This one's actually kind of fun to just sit there and watch and kind of chuckle because people make real asses of themselves here. Um, so my answer is I'm not picking one person here, Kyle. This is too good. Uh, what I want to see and I think what everybody would want to see is a foursome version of the show oh. <laughs> comprised <laughs> of Donnie me mm-hmm. lucas and jason oh snap i feel like that's that's the foursome to make seth laugh again that everybody <laughs> wants to see in holy moly it's a golf term yes um what is it normally just single so it's it, season one had like 12 people and to eliminate and they they pair off in like two versus like uh twos or fours and like one person would win each round um this season they do like eight players and they kind of like made it more compressed it was like almost too many people you never got to see anybody mm-hmm. um they dropped it down to, f- to eight but i want to see it just before because i feel like eight psvg members would be too it's too much i feel like they want to see that rivalry of yeah. the four of us i think you want people to have more than one chance you want it to be exactly like, you know not a tournament bracket where you get knocked out after your right i'd, I'd want to see us just compete in the holes and, and best strokes win kind of deal thing there and we all like donnie's the best golfer out of the four of us like that's that's irrelevant I want to tackle Donnie on a slip and slide mountain uh, full of golf balls that we're trying to get through. Like that, that's what I want to see happen. And I think that's what everybody would love to see is just that, that part of it. I feel I'd like to sub in or add dev maybe mm. with his, all of the basketball talk and the, the athleticism there. I want to see what he can bring to the table. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that would be my addition, but I think you are onto something with your answer. Seth, any different feelings that you're not familiar with the show, but I'm not familiar with the show. Well, I, I know like Donnie, at least in video game format, does not like putt putt golf. No, so, so that that was my my one thought. But, but he's a fan of the show, though. He's actually one okay. who first talked about the show, and then I watched season one because of him talking about. It. I haven't watched season two yet, which he says is much better. But I haven't watched it yet. But that's, okay. that's well, I, I figure I figure he he would have to be part of it. Um, you could get some comedy out of uh, like Caro joining. Oh God. <laughs> Um, rage, raging on everybody. So, th- so that could be pretty fun. So that would be maybe as an alternate, or maybe yeah. she could be a, a guest host mm. and nice. just call everybody stupid or something. What if we do teams and it's me and Justin Warner, and I just change costumes in between shots? <laughs> that, that would work. That would work. Okay. Um, continuing on with the TV theme, <laughs> Justin Pickard asks: PSVG team members are all competing on a season of Survivor. Who wins, who's voted off first, and who gets naked first? So I'm saying voted off the island first 
is Donnie, only because we would all do it to irritate him to no end. Where he's like, I created this. How am I the first one off? Like, I feel like we'd all just do that regardless of how anybody's See, acting on the island. Now, now I would I would vote in this is no no like shot at Mo or anything. I would vote him off first because if you don't vote him off, he's most likely to win. Challenge wise, but I also feel so I was gonna say Coach Mo is the first one to get naked. Because mm. I just feel like that's something he would do to throw us all off entirely. Like like Lucas made a fire and he's like roasting hot dogs on a stick and then Coach Mo appears next to him with his hot dog out as well. Just to throw Lucas off his game. Now, now what what time of night is it? How many beverages have I had? Well, it's survival. Um, you don't get beverages unless it's like a uh, coconut. I mean, you can drink the salt water. That'll kind God. of be the same. Can we do a survivor in the real world house? <laughs> it's a big brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's not survivor. It's big brother at that point. <laughs> it's the same show. You know, uh, I think I'm going to put this out there. I think Josh wins. Uh, he's talked a lot about being a chameleon, a social chameleon. Yeah. And I think the people who are like that tend to kind of play the long game, sit back and just kind of take the room in for a while, tend to fly under the radar and then swoop into victory. So and that's a that's a great point, too, because nobody dislikes Josh. Like, if you know Josh in person, everybody likes Josh. Like, you got no problem with the guy. So, like, you wouldn't be irritated by him. The chameleon aspect is great. Although, I feel Seth would be really good at this, too. No, I would I would say something stupid, and people would get upset at me. Um, you know, I would just... No, of course not. I, no, never... no, I, I absolutely would. I'd be, I'd be thrown out. I'd... I honestly don't know who wins. Like Josh is a good pick. Uh, I could see for for a similar reason. I could see Kyle. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes Kyle. Oh, well, you'd have to split or up. Nobody, nobody you couldn't because they said that wrong. You'd have to get rid of one of them, Josh okay. or Kyle. Kyle, Kyle would be gone first. I don't know Kyle that well, but I think in that pairing, knowing that you have to split them up, I I just have this feeling that Kyle would go. Uh, sorry, Kyle. Would Jason put sure. himself off the island? Probably. Like he'd just be like, guys, I don't have to. I don't have to. He wouldn't even show up. He'd be like, oh, I forgot my my passport at the. I just feel like Jason would be like, I'm sick of this, guys. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be here. (laughs) Jason has a million dollars. I have a castle. I don't need that. So, yeah, I honestly don't know who wins, but Josh is a good contender there. But I feel like Josh would definitely make it to like the final three, no problem. And then I think his gameplay wouldn't necessarily save him at that point. But you're right; it would carry him a long way. So I haven't I haven't watched a season of Survivor since the first season. Oh, so I haven't I, that's either over a literally my only. When, when the he asked who gets naked first, of course Richard, Richard in, in the first one, yeah. who is also the biggest jerk. How the heck did he win? So <laughs> Richard like, is from Rhode Island. For people that don't remember that, and I right. once actually helped him at Best Buy uh, in Newport, where I worked, uh, by an MP3 player and an alarm clock, and it was like right before. Was it before or after he got out of jail for the tax evasion? I don't remember. I think it was afterwards because I remember it being awkward where I didn't want to say anything about it, but it 100% was him. And like I saw his credit card and everything. So it definitely was him. I want to say it was after the jail thing. That's why I didn't want to bring it up at all. I'd be like, hey, you won Survivor? And be like, yeah. And I went to jail for it. He's <laughs> like, that's a sore spot for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he was fully clothed. He wasn't naked in the Best Buy. So that was great. When it comes to TV people who have fallen from grace, you don't want to be the thing that pushes them over the edge. And then next thing you know, you're being stabbed or something. And right. and it just really 
right down the well on the other hand if you survive uh money then then you can buy as many new games as you like that's true and then we'll finally know who's the poorest (laughs) yes this turned into us killing richard hatch (laughs) (laughs) no him trying to kill you oh that's fair self-defense you're fine um so yeah i don't really have an answer for who wins but i I feel like donnie's the first one off no matter what just because we do it to be funny and then i still stand that coach mo is naked first and not out of necessity just because he wants to be I think the final three would be Josh, Coach Mo, and I'm going to go with Dev again. It's like the people who you'd almost feel bad for like voting off, especially if it's filled with all PSVG members. You know, you feel bad. like I don't want to go back. I, I wouldn't feel bad for voting <laughs> Coach Mo off. No, if I'm trying to win right. again, if I'm trying to win, I, you, know. you don't want like we have to remember Coach Mo would dominate us all in physical challenges. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I forget about the physical that's, challenge. That's the only reason why it's not because yeah, it's just you gotta if, I, if I'm trying to win, you got to get you need and, to and, keep and, those guys on your team until and, and you can't let Dev and Coach stay together. That's yeah. a strong pair. You're right. Maybe they wouldn't make it. You can't let Dev or Delvin stay together. You can't let Dev and Coach stay together. You can't even keep you and 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 Jason together, Lucas. I don't know. We are pretty good at making fun of ourselves and just being like, oh, we're the worst at everything. So if you believe us, don't worry about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But once again, I think it's something people would love to see. That'd be a great house party idea. We just play Survivor. It, you can tell it's a good idea because we don't know who would win. Yeah. Yeah. We just all agree Donnie loses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So the last question comes from Nathan. I'm going to censor your question a little bit, Nathan, not because it's inappropriate, but because you asked way too many of them. Uh, it is it's, inappropriate. It's about grilling. <laughs> so let's <laughs> propane do... Propane and propane accessories. All right. Let's do rapid fire. So I'm just going to yeah. ask the question, give the answer. So uh, favorite cut of choice to grill up, Lucas? Uh, I like a good ribeye. I like the way that it's uh marbled in there. Right, me too, ribeye as well. Seth, let's take but a nice thick bone-in pork chop. Oh, okay, that, that's a good one too. Uh, gas or charcoal, Lucas? Uh, if other people are doing it, charcoal. If I'm doing it, gas. <laughs> that's a great answer. Go say I only do gas, but if somebody else offered to do charcoal, I would totally allow it. Yep. Seth, I love the charcoal flavoring, but it takes too long. Yes, I agree. Um, seasoning or rub, Lucas? Yes. Yes. No naked. No okay. naked. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Do you eat it with sauce then, Lucas? Yes. I eat everything with sauce, so that's not surprising. Yes, I, I, I put barbecue sauce on a lot of stuff. Yeah, most of my stuff, yes, if it's not marinated. If I marinate it in something, yeah. I don't eat yeah. the sauce. That's the only nah. it, then that's mainly with chicken versus like steak or anything like that. Yep. Or pork. Um, do, 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 do you feel the need to drink a cold beer while grilling, or is that just me, Lucas? No, but sometimes I feel the need to have some wine with the steak. I don't know. The pairing is oh. just oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, Seth. Yeah, uh, no, I don't really. I Mostly because do. I don't, I don't drink until after the kids are in bed. So, oh, that's fair. That's mm, fair. Um, uh, if I'm grilling at home, I always crack open a beer or an alcoholic beverage of whatever variety. But when I grill at the beach house of my in-laws, I don't drink, and that's not like a conscious decision where I can't drink in front of them. For some reason, I'm just not inclined to there. I guess because I'm grilling it for more people. I don't know. Yeah, weird, yeah. I definitely do it. If I'm at home, I crack open a beer as long as I got it. Um, how often do you clean your grill? So this is a good one. My teeth or yes. <laughs> Who are you going with? I I so I clean my so I scrape my grill after every use. Like yep. that that gets the brush every time. Immediately after yeah. I'm done, 
getting the food, I, I serve it to the folks. I go back outside, scrape it. Um, an actual deep cleaning, I only do at the very beginning of the year to kick off the grilling season, and I do it at the end of the year to to you know cap it off and, and store it for the winter or what have you. Um, I generally don't do it throughout the year because I basically grill everything at high anyway. I don't low and slow anything on the grill, so yeah. I don't feel like that like to clean all the time because I just burn everything off of it. I guess. Yeah, I, I've. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just saying I, I, I really don't clean it that often. Basically, if there's a huge ball of fire that shoots <laughs> up, and I'm like, yeah. okay, it's time to clean the grill. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever scooped out the bottom, like where everything falls? So yeah. my new, my new grill, that bottom part slides out. Oh, and I can scrape so it off into the trash can and slide it back in, and it is. It's they learn. Nice. They learn from the toaster making that they need a crumb tray. <laughs> yes. yes. It is. It is. That's probably my favorite part of this, of this grill. That's really good. Yeah, that is good. Um, I also like you, if there's like cheese or something on the grill, then Mm -hmm. I turn it up to like 600 and let it all burn off. But for the most part, only when it needs it, Mm -hmm. I I consider it a seasoning. There you go. It's it's like a, you know, you have a um, cast iron pan. You don't want to clean it the same way. Yeah, exactly. I have an electric smoker that I got last year for my birthday. And, um, the first couple times I use it, I cleaned it out all cleaned it out a lot. But then it's like, well, I'm just tossing meat in there and smoking it and getting a smoky flavor. Yeah. If I get why clean it? I mean, you know, if it if there's a bunch of drip, right? Things, so, but, but like in general, I just you know it adds to the flavor. All right. So yeah, that's good. So. Yeah. Yes, thank you everybody for those questions. We will, of course, reach out to you each and every week at Twitter at PSPG Kevin, or we'll reach out to you in the Discord as well. So as you can see, no question is too silly for us here. So, gentlemen, it's been a week, so it's that time that we like to talk about the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I have two. So I'll go first. And I'll pass it to you guys, and then I'll wrap it up with the the last announcement here. And this first one I'm covering, I know Nintendo Shack's recording right now, and I don't really care because you know why? I'm excited, guys. And that's because Pikmin 3 Deluxe is finally coming out, which means my marriage is saved. And I will stop <laughs> yelled at by my wife for trading in Pikmin 3 two year, two, almost three years ago now at this point. You know, I saw this announcement, and I was like, I thought of you, and I went, good for him. Good for him. So wait, you said almost three years. When did you trade in your Wii U and everything? Before the Switch launched. The Switch launched in like 2016. No, it did not. Yeah, it did. It did not. Didn't it? No, it's 2017. I don't even think it was that. Yeah, it was. 2017. So yeah, so actually. So yeah, 2016, I right. Because right. my, my daughter was born in 2016. I was playing this so, for Yes. Yeah, okay, so I would right. have traded it in probably February 2017. Okay. So it's been a long time. And that was all into the assumption like, hey, the new Pikmin game's coming. Miyamoto told us a long time ago it was coming and it never had. And it's still not a new game, but this covers me because it's everything she wants with some little extra added on here. So uh, Nintendo officially announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe will be released on Switch on October 30th for 60 bucks, which got some people upset. Uh, Pikmin 3 was originally released on the Wii U in 2013. The Deluxe version adds co-op for the entire story mode, which is new. And they're adding on new side story missions that can also be played co-op. Uh, take place before and after the main campaign uh furthermore all the mission mode dlc stages and everything else from the original pikmin 3 will be included 
Uh, new difficulty options are put in place as well as enhancements to lock on targeting, optional hints, and the choice to play at a more relaxed pace. As, you know, it has like the day cycle uh, thing there. Um, but yeah, it's finally announced. It's a real thing. I'm all for it. I'm very excited to play, as is my wife and my eldest daughter actually enjoys playing the uh, the bingo multiplayer mode as well. So uh, I'm happy to see it. I, I do wish you know new game was coming obviously but i think this is a good sign that they're not forgetting about the franchise that they will eventually do something with it otherwise why even release this they could just like go into the ether um but yeah i'm excited for it um what are your guys thoughts i mean I, i'm assuming neither one of you have played pikmin before let alone pikmin 3 right um i've played a little bit of it um when my friend had it i believe so i tr- i tried it out i remember that um, because I remember some of this, so it probably was Pikmin three. But my question, I guess, is as somebody who basically hasn't played it before, um, how is Pikmin three as a jumping off point? Because I hate jumping off and like jumping into something at number three. Like I feel the need to go back and play everything. Yeah. So the story is a little different. So the first two games, you follow the role of Captain Alomar and his uh, sidekick Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, you're not playing as those two. You're playing as three other people who are sent to basically what's Earth, but they don't call it Earth. Um, and you eventually run into them. So story-wise, it doesn't necessarily tie in. They're all kind of standalone stories. You don't miss anything by not playing the previous ones. Uh, you just won't be as familiar with the gameplay mechanics. But the game does do a good job of giving you tutorials and what the different Pikmin colors mean and so on and so forth. Um, so honestly, I don't think it's bad to jump in here. And this one also, I feel... Uh, was the easiest in the series, which isn't a bad thing. I think the other ones might have been a little too hard uh, in some cases for really to be a a success with a wider audience. I think this one's much better off in the fact that now you can do the campaign co-op. I think that's going to help a lot too, having a sidekick there to help you, especially in like the boss battles and stuff. Um, But no, I don't don't think anybody should be scared off this being the third entry uh, because I think the first two were a lot harder and all the enhancement in Pikmin 3 really kind of gives that uh, ultimate experience that they've done so far. Cool. I'll check it out then for sure. Yeah, I've I've never played it. And um, just hearing how excited you've been about the series has made me interested in it. Um, Mostly... Um, for my kids, it looks like a game that, that I think they'd like. And and with the co-op, either they can play together or I can play with them. Um, yeah. yeah. And even and even if the story mode's too hard for them, the multiplayer stuff, you can do like the bingo battle and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. accessible to, to a lot, a much wider audience even than the campaign is. So that's cool. something you can have fun doing. It's more like party game uh, type well, things when you work together or against each other, depending both, on the mode. Both of them have beaten Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. Now, the, I mean, the seven-year-old, I, I had to help with, you know, the boss sure. battles. Yeah, and yeah, whatnot. yeah. But, um, you know, so they're they're getting there. They're, yeah. They're doing all right. They're not going to play Sekiro anytime soon. But, <laughs> right, right. But they can... Uh, they can hold their own in some of these kind of games. Totally. And this is a little different just because the, the management of the Pikmin and, and how you control them and utilize them in combat and having to think about the teamwork aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's This is definitely the most easily accessible one. So I'm just excited that it's real. It's happening. And I can finally put that part of my life behind me. <laughs> um, Lucas, what you got? Yeah, I actually have two as well, but one's a new story and the other one's just a ridiculousness. If you okay. don't mind, I'll do them both really quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So the ridiculousness is I saw this and I was just like, what in the world? Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Warfare has been updated with season five, I believe. Or yeah. it, uh, yeah, so... It is now over 200 gigabytes large. Oh, my God. 
That is a absolutely massive game. And to put it in perspective, the next closest one would be Quantum Break at 178 gigs and then Destiny 2 Shadow Keep with 165 gigs. I feel like on that list, one of these doesn't ma- doesn't uh, match the others. <laughs> yeah, Just, uh, one of them doesn't make any sense uh, <laughs> compared to the other two. I mean, Quantum Break makes sense because of the... Uh, it does make sense in one way because of the um, the live video stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I guess so that, that so it makes sense, but it kind of. <laughs> but still, like it, it's a multiplayer game. I, I don't understand. Well, I guess you have the single player portion, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the issue is too is they're always they're sending up updates every week, and even their updates are massive too. So you have it, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. But yeah. like, this article you put that they've had to delete photo albums, treasured memories, and an entire Adobe suite for this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they made the point that for anybody who's stuck with a 256 uh, gigabyte SSD drive is your only drive. You basically can't play this game now because with the amount of uh, windows that takes windows takes over some of that. Yeah, you can't play it. So holy cow. I'm sure that's there's not that many people out there with that problem, but can you um, can you install just the multiplayer? I would have to. Well, no, because then that person would have probably said, you know, even if they're joking, I'm sure that would they would say that's a possibility. But I feel I like know. that was the case before. Well, you install. I'm trying to think. I don't know if you can install the multiplayer by itself, but when you install the base game, because I have it and I have a mm-hmm. digital, the multiplayer is a separate, separate download you have to do. So you can maybe um, just install one of them. Maybe. I don't know, though, because I don't know if you can technically as far as how the shop considers it i don't know if you can have just the multiplayer without the base game mm-hmm. I, I i thought you had to have modern warfare in order to play the multiplayer so i i think you need it as a launcher because you launch the game from that base game okay. then you select multiplayer in the menu um i don't think the multiplayer alone mode would have the launcher so well i don't know how to compress this better like at this point like call of duty's not new guys like how have you not you know this has been the joke year after year after year these file sizes are getting bigger and bigger and they're just like outrageously big like compared to other games like that are similar yeah i mean like you said it's only going to get worse too because if they're adding stuff every season it's just accumulating and i mean you gotta clean some of that stuff out eventually (laughs) um and then to keep it even more military themed a little update on the whole u.s army twitch thing that we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago so Basically, that um, the the nice lady who was bringing to uh, bringing up the point that maybe the army shouldn't be on Twitch, that gained absolutely no traction whatsoever, and it looks like they will not be held back, and are in fact planning to return to Twitch in the near future. Um, the people that got banned because they were asking about war crimes will be allowed to come back and and view the the stream and everything, but yeah, basically they're coming back. No problem. Um, they'll make whatever new presence they decide to, I don't know if they're going to rebrand themselves or anything, but yeah, they're, they're coming back and they've stated basically that the exact same, uh, policy, if you will, as Twitch's policy. So nothing surprising there. Um, but they still haven't really talked about how they banned people for, asking chatting about war crimes and everything uh so really 
a slap on the wrist, basically. And I don't even I mean, really know why they left. Let's, let's, just, let's just recap this for everybody here. Yeah. So it's okay to have fake giveaways on your Twitch live streams advertising free yep. Xbox Elite controllers. So that, that's okay. We talked about that. Yep. It's fine to stream and use it as a recruitment tool for the military, even though you don't know the age of the population watching your streams. Yep. Fine. Um, you can abuse animals on stream because that's happened. That's fine. Um, you could have uh, lewd activity if you're a female or a male, and that's generally fine. Um, you can cheat in games, and that's fine. But if you ask about war crimes, you're banned, or sometimes you're banned, and Twitch doesn't even tell you why. Those okay. I just want to make sure I have it all straight in my head. We're good. Okay. It's looking pretty bleak. Well, some of those sound um, pretty disrespectful to the. Uh... To the streamers. I mean, if only they'd spell it out clearly in a uh, <laughs> policy format. Yeah, just, uh, no, it violates terms of service. Well, I thought fake giveaways were in your terms of service too, but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Seth, what did you bring to the table you want to talk about? Apex Legends Season 6. I mentioned uh, during what I've been playing that as we get to the end of a season, I, I feel like my most exciting time of Apex Legends, and I i mean, it's been, what, a year and a half, and I'm still playing it. Yeah. Um, the most exciting times right now are in the lead-up to a new season when you start seeing new information drop, and then, like, the first month of that new season. And then by by now, it's week 13 of the of the season five, and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know. What's I'm the ready, length of a ready season? Ready for something new. Uh, 13 weeks. Okay, so you're right um, at the end. Yeah, we're at we're at the end, I think, and then there's an extra week, like there's a buffer. So anyway, gotcha. the today as we're recording this, the season six um, introduction trailer dropped. It's called Boosted, and it's coming with a new character, mm-hmm. um, and you can find this on the EA website, the Apex Legends website. The new legend is called Rampart. She's an expert modder who made her name in underground fight clubs. Rampart talks big and has the ballistics to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that w- it talks about her being a modder. And one of the things that is being introdu- introduced this season is crafting. Um, on the site, it says, don't like your gear, collect materials around the map and build something better. And there's not a lot of details um, about that. Really, there aren't any details about what that means right now. Um, but I'm... I mean, that sounds kind of cool. I don't know if it, you know, if you start off with a, um, oh, I'm completely blanking on on weapons right now. But if you start off with a uh, a shotgun, a Mastiff, and okay. then maybe later on, maybe if you find another Mastiff, maybe they're going to have different levels of weapons now or something. I, I don't know. Or you can combine weapons to make a stronger weapon. I, I don't know. There's no information, but right. I'm wondering if you like craft the accessories, like your scope or something like that, versus the weapon itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, it does. It is kind of vague in what it means for sure. But the new character looks cool. I have to really applaud the, the Apex team. Like they have a great diversity in their cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And this woman appears to be uh, like Indian. Uh, yeah. I think it's based on the accent, like Hindu or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like they just do really great things with this cast, and, and makes every character actually feel different. So I will definitely be jumping in and seeing what this what this is like, at least, and trying it out. Uh, it's just the map on this new season kind of me got tired quick. Yeah. Well, did you do the single player? Not, or, no, I didn't do it. So 
by the end of that, you should at least look up a, for one, I liked that these single player, not, not even single player, but like the story missions were there. They were all pretty short and the stories were delivered just via text. There was no acting out. It was like, you complete this mission, kind of like a horde mode kind of thing. And then you get a text story of like 10 pages that you had to read through. So yeah. I, the presentation wasn't the greatest, but I, but I like that it was there. But throughout, you're collecting these pieces. And at the end, you have this um, head that's like a robotic head. And it seems like it's introducing a new character. But this is not that character. Yeah, It I, also I makes mention, it sounds like we might be getting a new map. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, this didn't mention a new map. So maybe maybe a new map will come for Season 7. I, I don't know. but Right. Maybe future the new weapon to vault a new yes. SMG. I like that because I like the SMG. So anything that's new yeah. is kind of, um, but yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm I'm excited. It's always I think it launches August 18th or 16th. Uh, 18th makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a good time. This is always my my favorite time. But I, I mean, I I still play every Tuesday night with my friend Mark, and I don't know, not wrong with that. It's a good game. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it 200 uh, gigs though? That's the real question. <laughs> I don't believe so. Wow, bigger is better. So that's what she said. So, not not to be disrespectful, but we're gonna segue into this final story this evening, and that I don't is, get no respect. Nobody respect. I don't get no respect. It's been a weird one. Uh, so, in the middle of the day today, I happened to notice in between conference calls and work stuff that I got an alert from Instagram that Doctor Disrespect was live. And I'm like, I don't feel like I've even seen him post on Instagram ever. So like I opened up my phone and it was just a video that showed like the fans of his tower, his desktop tower. Mm. And it was quiet for a little while. Then at the end, he said it was like this fake newscaster saying uh, this just in r- rumor has a Dr. Disrespect could be coming back and streaming as early as today. And I was like, oh, what the hell is going on here? And then it cut off. But then the video wasn't available on Instagram after that. Like it was just gone. So I was like, am I crazy? But then Jason saw somebody else posted it on Twitter and Barstool Sports, and it spread throughout there that everyone started kind of reporting on it. Um, and then later on, uh, he dropped another music video again, just a montage of this time him standing. Uh, Crimson Clouds, I think, or Crimson Skies was this one. Um, and it's just him standing in like his top of his arena, if you will, and, and a rainstorm and like singing to the storm outside or whatever. So, but no, no context again. We're kind of really weird what's going on. And then his YouTube stream went live. So I was like, oh, man, this this is just happening. I was like, he didn't tweet that he was live like nothing. It was just completely unrelated weird. So I hopped in that and it was a still not a still graphic because all of his his loading screens his pre-show screens are, you know, pulsing or something's going on much like yours does Lucas on Unflux. Mm-hmm. This was like of a gas station with his uh, his exclusive custom Lamborghini he has there parked in there with, with the, you know, the the slide the suicide doors up um, and like lightning was in the background storm was going on it was playing his typical synth music which i love um and then every after each track there was another fake radio uh announcement and it would poke stories at different things like one he mocked uh joe rogan's comments about what gamers are like and how they live in their mother's basements and they can never be successful they'll never make a million dollars streaming yada 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 um to uh, good uh, Halo unleashed their first um, Halo Infinite footage, and it's a darn good thing they're doing multiplayer in this game because they certainly are going to need it. Um, <laughs> just like poking fun of things of this and that. And then the, one of them was an interview with Dr. Disrespect. Now, mind you, this screen went on for over an hour and a half, I think. So it took a long time to get to all this. To hear all these different pieces of the story. And I was in it not for the whole time, but I had it running 
uh, kind of in the background while I was still working. So I was able to like, I would stop and listen in when the, when the talking would happen. <clears throat> and then finally they did one where it was an interview uh, with a newscaster, which is voiced by the way, by Dr. Disrespect, just using a different voice. And then with Dr. Disrespect himself. And he was just about to ask, uh, why were you banned from Twitch? And all of a sudden the feed at the news station got hacked and doc was not allowed to comment and they got separated and they're like, I'm going to try and get this interview later. And the, the guy was never able to get him back on. So then the stream goes on for almost two hours and it stops. And Dr. Disrespect then tweets out, we'll see you tomorrow at noon Pacific time. Um, so that will be last Friday. As you folks are hearing this, um, he will have has returned streaming apparently on youtube um i don't expect him to comment on any of the nature of why he's gone i think it's going to be focused on just that he's back and we'll eventually maybe find out more of the story but i don't think he's going to address it on the stream i could be completely wrong but i will say so what, what was the numbers i had here the most watched uh youtube oh, yeah. ever was beyonce doing a two-hour concert it's like now, 400 and Anyway, it was 400 and change. Uh, I'm getting the exact quote right here. Um, 458,000 people watched it live. And that was with massive amounts of marketing and heads up that that was happening with Beyonce and all this and that. Dr. Disrespect had, at the highest point, 336,000 people watching with zero advertising. He didn't even announce it on his Twitter that he was live. So there was nothing really flagging unless you happen to follow him on YouTube or you heard from somebody else that he was live. Yeah. And he never showed up on screen. <laughs> like he like Beyonce levels people. Like he was a little over a hundred thousand less than Beyonce of all people. Completely insane. But uh Doc is back and I will try and watch tomorrow. I unfortunately think my work day is extremely slammed, so I may not get to see it. But uh we will of course follow up here because I feel it's not my responsibility. But it was a really weird kind of exciting day because i thought i was going to get some answers or i thought i'd see him at least and it didn't happen so the story just kind of continues but it's just evidence that as donnie doesn't really like or care for these these streamer talks here's just the poll there like those numbers were higher than ninja's return to youtube so i just want to point that out that this guy who has never pulled numbers bigger than ninja did by over a hundred thousand um without any marketing or advertising. So I can only imagine what tomorrow's going to look like when he actually goes live. I mean, say what you will about streamers and him as a, as an entertainer, but you cannot deny that the dude knows how to build up some hype. I mean, that's like some marketing, like Hollywood film level marketing yeah. uh, stuff going on here. It's, 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 it's a pretty good game, whatever he's playing here. It, he knows what he's doing because it reminds me of the type of stuff that came out for things like um, what comes to mind is Batman had uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman had this weird website that would just list off random numbers and all this other stuff. It was just like, you know, he's got this kind of mystique going on. And I think that it's really working in his favor right now. And it clearly sets him apart from anything else yeah. any other streamers doing right now. So Pretty impressive. For sure. Seth, do you have anything like you were going to say something? No, I, I think I laughed at a comment okay. that someone made, but I, I don't really have any any comment. I don't watch any streamers. The only streamers that I watch um, are racing games. Shout yeah. out to Super GT and Tiamat Marduk. They're good. Uh, one plays uh, Super GT, plays GT Sport mainly. Tiamat Marduk plays uh, F1. But those are the only streamers I watch. 
<laughs> do they have the foot cam the foot cams? Um, Super GT sometimes does. That's how you know. Uh, and actually, cams. mostly I don't actually watch their like live streams. They more do. Um, I like watching their YouTube videos, their edited yeah. videos that they comment over. Rather that's, a, than, that's actually what I primarily watch Doc on. I don't watch him live most time. I watch his highlight videos he puts yeah. on. Because I'm not going to sit there and watch somebody for three hours stream every day, but I'll watch when he posts a highlight video a couple times a week. I'll watch those because those are all yeah. the funny ones anyway. Uh, he also did a foot cam, Lucas, because he was playing PUBG with uh, foot pedals at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting at the foot pedals. That's how good Doc is. Um, foot what, cam what, equals professional. Exactly. And one final note, because I know we're running along and I know we got to wrap up, but one thing I, I did do some research while this whole Doc stuff was going on that I want to point out. His yeah, endorsements, they're still there. So Mountain mm-hmm. Dew Game Fuel is still endorsing and sponsoring him so is turtle beach so is ross cat uh, rock cat sorry rather uh, keyboard and mice peripherals and scuff are all still sponsoring and endorsing dr disrespect so. he lost some though right he lost gillette we think um but i don't know if he was still doing gillette at the time and the g fuel relationship had already ended okay so and a lot of people point that out right away that g fuel dropped him g fuel stopped printing his his label on his flavor anyway um, and that was probably just due to licensing of his character. The, the, you know, maybe they didn't come to an agreement. And I don't think really you can have Mountain Dew and yeah, Game G Fuel. Fuel. Yeah. Mountain Dew and G Fuel both sponsoring. I think he had to drop one. I think Mountain Dew probably offered more money, let's be honest. Um, so like his flavor is still there. It's just black on Blackberry, but it's not Dr. Disrespect's black on Blackberry and G Fuel. Well, that's um, good on them not to pull the flavor, at least. Right, right, and I, so I don't, I don't think necessarily that that got dropped. But I, I, his Discord partnership got dropped, but that had something to do with Twitch, um, being tied together somehow. Um, mm. but that wasn't really an endorsement. So I don't know if Gillette was still endorsing. They've been on and off for years that they go back and forth whether they went or not they sponsor him. So I don't know if they were still active when he got banned from Twitch. But, um, certainly seems like he's not hurting. And once again, I think alludes to the non severity of what may or may not have happened, I think because mm-hmm. he's, he's coming back. So legally he's not in trouble or not prevented from doing so. And he didn't lose all of his sponsors when, you know, darn well, these sponsors had to ask him or Twitch what was going on. Yeah. And made the business decision to stick with him. So I don't think, you know, we'll maybe we'll find out someday, but I think it lends some credibility to doc here where, um, his sponsors are still there. He's back on YouTube. He's not being stopped. And Jason returned the doc emoji back to our discord. So I just want to highlight that. I had him remove it when this all happened. Cause I was like, God forbid if something happens and, <laughs> we take it off. and Jason said today, when I said he's coming back, he's like, well, I guess it's time to return the doc emoji. And he did it on his own, but huh. yes, you stood up, you stood up at your desk. You're like, yeah, we yeah. did it guys. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't take it off. So I was like, God forbid if this is like child porn or something like that. I was like, I uh, yeah, to. that's good. That's a good thing here, right there. Um, So, yeah, that wraps up the show, everybody. Sorry, I went a little bit long here. Um, Seth, where can people find you and anything else you'd like to plug on the interwebs? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Seth Joseph Roy. Mostly, like, pictures of kids, some gaming retweets, and and some school stuff as school is starting to get into gear and is kind of crazy. And on Xbox playstation and nintendo i'm seth as the goat i don't play nintendo so you won't find me there very much no seth and play nintendo but no <laughs> seth and play nintendo no um and uh my kind of main contribution with psvg right now is the patreon exclusive books for geeks and that new episode should be uploaded shortly um and uh, may, maybe even by the time you're hearing this, I don't know. Um, but uh, if you want to join us, uh, join me. I say us. 
because I have multiple personalities. If you want to join us right now, I am reading the Chaos Walking Trilogy, except that my Kindle, I set it on top of my van one day, one morning we were going to church. So it was a Sunday morning. I, I was like, I'll set it up here. And because uh, I had How to put I some it? stuff in the back, I was like, I, I won't forget it. I get a mile down the road and go, oh, crap. <laughs> couldn't find it. Um, I, you know, drove back down the road a couple times. Couldn't, couldn't find it. So I am, I am Kindleless. I'm still doing it. Yeah. So I'm Kindleless right now. You literally so set it and forget it. My reading has, my reading on that has slowed down. I actually have another book that I talk about in the, in the podcast that, um, called Utopia Avenue by David Mitchell that I'm reading an actual print book that is, that is great. And, uh, so, so anyway, that's the main, those are the main places to find me. Lucas, what do you want to plug? Uh, well, I guess I should plug Flux to Pose. That's that other podcast that I do. We're in the middle of a rebranding, a rebuilding period, if you a will. A rebranding? Yeah. What are you going to call it? What the Flux to Pose. <laughs> okay. We, uh, we combined, we sort of split everything up, but now we're combining it all back together, and it's kind of uh, a topical show. What is that that I'm looking at? It's Bruce Wayne. Is it? It's Michael Keaton. <laughs> I was gonna say it kind of looks like Bruce. Um, it's it, it's uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. I don't know. My kids found it. It's very scary looking. It was my it was my old toy. So his eyebrows are gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's so scary. Speaking <laughs> of what the flux deposed, uh, I'm also on Discord. I hang out there and talk about whatever. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Heavy Metal underscore Riff. I'm tagging um, Mrs. Meyer's cleaning products and telling them how much I love their new <laughs> scent. <laughs> True story. Look it up. You sponsored. <laughs> I just could we? I just heard the first part of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can follow me at PSVG Kevin on all of the things, all social media, all gaming platforms. Of course, um, I encourage you to head over to PSVG.blog to find links for all of the things. <laughs> I'm dying now. <laughs> um, Head over to psvg.blog to find all the links to all the different products and shows that we do as a network, and I encourage you to join our Discord, of course. And if you want to monetarily support us, head on over to patreon.com slash psvg. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. But most important, as always, we ask that you never stop tagging Mrs. Myers. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.